Welcome to the SC Yoga Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Deal, a certified yoga teacher and integrative health and wellness coach. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with helpful tools and information that will help you better understand the connection between yoga, mindfulness, and movement in bite-sized episodes so that you can break through the barriers in your life. Let's get started because yoga, it's the real deal. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 18 of the SC Yoga Girl Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the past several weeks of the breakdown into each of the seven chakras. Don't forget, you can reach out to me at melanie at scyogagirl.com with any questions on anything you heard in those podcasts. Today, we're going to flip over to a whole new topic, and it's one that I've been asked a lot over my years as a teacher. Now, don't forget, I've been teaching since November of 2002, so over 20 years now, and many times over these years, I've been asked by my students if yoga is a religion, and wholeheartedly, I will always answer, no, it isn't, and I haven't always had a chance to go into why that is. And before we do that in today's episode, let me give you my story. (laughs) So I started my teacher training back in 2002, and I, I took my first training at a YMCA location, and it was located in a small South Carolina town. You may know that South Carolina is a state that is considered to be part of the Bible Belt. And this training took place all day on a Saturday and all day on a Sunday, and we were in a room together, and there weren't really many members in the facility because, um, you know, we were there during times that the facility wasn't open. But on the Sunday, in the morning, most most YMCAs here in South Carolina offer a church service of some sort on Sundays. And so I remember being in that room that we were doing our training in, And it was the morning and it was on the Sunday. And I remember seeing several people walk by, probably going to whatever church service was being offered. And they would look in and see what we were doing and give us these nasty looks. And I didn't understand why. And then at one point, a man who was walking by opened the door, peeked his head in and told us we were all going to hell because we were yoga practitioners. And then he shut the door and kept going. And I remember our instructor just sort of got a little flustered. I know I did. And it was eye-opening. I had no idea people thought that about yoga. And up until that point, I really had only practiced yoga either in my house or the yoga classes that I was taking with groups of people were in the um, corporate fitness center at the company where I worked at. So I hadn't ventured into a yoga studio per se at that point in time. So I did not understand why so many people would even think that yoga is a religion. Since then, over the years, I've definitely ventured into yoga studios and I teach in yoga studios now. And it definitely has a very different vibe than what you would get in a corporate Uh, yoga practice or even in a practice that is offered in a traditional gym type setting, for example. So let me start off by saying, again, you know, yoga is not a religion, but there are some things about yoga where I can definitely understand how there could be some confusion about it. And so I hope to clear that up a little bit in today's episode. 
So let's dig in. So the first thing I want to say is that yoga definitely does have things in common with many religions. For example, many religions focus on the idea of personal contemplation, finding personal peace, and looking for life's deeper meaning. The one thing that sets yoga apart from these religions, however, is that there is no formal creed or set of rituals or obligations with yoga. And so given that, I would say that yoga is more of a spiritual practice rather than a religion in and of itself. So let's kind of think about that just for a minute. So I grew up Methodist. And I also was a Jehovah's Witness for the earlier part of my childhood, but I will talk more about the Methodist religion because that's the one that I most remember. And, you know, when you go to a Methodist church service, there are specific sayings that you do at specific points throughout the service and specific prayers that you do and you take communion at a certain time. And when you join a Methodist church, you are committing to certain things that they believe in. And you're signing that and in, in saying, I believe this. I am signing up to be a part of this congregation. And that's not the case in yoga. So yoga is, there's nothing that you have to sign your life away to. There are no specific sets of rituals. That being said, depending on the type of yoga you practice, there may be some certain things that you do in each practice, but it's it's not set in stone for a lot of the various styles of yoga. So let me now dip into the fact that yoga is, it's been around for a long time. Many people believe that it goes back over 4,000 years to the time of the Indus, which is the earliest known urban culture in the Indian subcontinent. And it's one of the oldest civilizations in human history. Yoga began as a spiritual practice. And over the years, the spiritual practices have drawn from t- traditions like Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, and I would even say Christianity. For example, both yoga and Hinduism share the idea that the mind, body, and spirit are all one, as well as the idea that all of us are one. So in Hindu, they teach that we are all part of something much bigger than our own personalities in daily lives, and yoga teaches that too. Meditation is something that Hindus practice to achieve stillness and put their mind at rest so that they can better connect with the world. And yoga also incorporates meditation. If you think about Buddhism, the practice of mindfulness is something that both yoga and Buddhism share. So there's a text that many yogis follow. Um, It's called the Yoga Sutras by Patanjali. It's an ancient text that explains the real-life application of yoga. And that text was strongly influenced by Buddhism. So both the Yoga Sutras and Buddhism do focus on being loving and giving, and they also prescribe to the concept of karma, which is the belief that what goes around comes around. Now, when it comes to yoga and Christianity, as you can guess from the story, my own personal story that I shared at the beginning of the episode, there has been a lot of controversy. Since I've began practicing yoga, I have read in the news over the years about churches banning yoga, claiming it's evil and that it's the work of the devil. And and that just baffles me. I even heard once that 
meditation is bad because when you clear your mind, you're inviting in evil spirits. And I, I just don't understand that because I think of meditation as being very much like praying. I mean, when you pray to God, in my mind, you're you're clearing your mind of distractions so that you can pray to God. And I think in my mind, that's what meditation has always been for me. So in my opinion, yoga is a complement to all religions. And so although it has roots in religion, it truly is, in my mind, a spiritual practice that helps you connect with whatever your beliefs are. It has a strong philosophy, as I mentioned already, and that philosophy is that the spirit, mind, and body are one, and that if we bring those things together, then that's when we reach a state of peace. But, you know, there are also arguments that could be made that yoga is a science because there have been many clinical studies done over the years showing that yoga can help with a variety of health conditions like arthritis, cancer, stress. I mean, I know that I started practicing yoga because my doctor told me about the benefits of it. And I've had several students come to yoga telling me that they are there because their doctor told them it will help with whatever it is that they're dealing with. So one could argue that yoga is also a science. And I, I do believe that too. I personally believe that yoga is a spiritual practice that complements whatever your beliefs are, that helps you deepen your dedication and commitment to whatever religion you practice. But I also believe that yoga is a science because it has been clinically shown to help us improve our physical and mental health. So there you have it. Those are my thoughts on yoga and its relationship to religion. I wouldn't be surprised if I spark some controversy here over my beliefs on all of this, but I welcome the debate. So if you have questions about anything I've said in this episode, if you want to have a conversation with me about your beliefs on whether or not yoga is a religion or anything else I talked about in this episode, please reach out to me. You can comment uh, to this episode in whatever platform you're listening in, or you can contact me uh, privately by emailing me. Again, my email is melanie at scyogagirl.com. I would love to hear from you. No comment is a bad comment. I am open for collaboration and debate for sure. Thank you for listening. Namaste and have a sparkling day. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode you enjoy this podcast, make sure you listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the SC Yoga Girl podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you next time. Mm-hmm.